Well, hey there, campers, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Camp Cryptid. I'm your host, Erica Fett, and I'd like to say happy Valentine's Day, everyone, if you're listening today on Wednesday. And if you're not, I hope you're having a wonderful, lovely month so far and just enjoying the sunshine, right? But today's episode I'm really excited about because it's going to be focused on sex and horror and my favorite of the sexiest horror and sci-fi movies out there. But first, I'd like to say thanks so much for everybody listening on the Mothman episode. I have so much fun doing cryptid episodes and I'm really looking forward to next month in March to do another cryptid episode. I actually have patrons right now voting on which cryptid it's going to be next month, whether it be the Flatwoods Monster, I think the Beast of Bray Road and the Loch Ness Monster. I think there's one other one that I have people voting on, but we'll have another cryptid episode coming next month and I'm super excited. But today I'm super excited to be focusing on the topic of sex and horror because we all know that sex is a theme that's very prevalent in horror movies and we all know the trope of the virgin is the final girl. So obviously I would be screwed in horror movies as would a lot of us. So, <laughs> um, But, you know, sex and horror is is kind of they go hand in hand. And we all know about the rules of the horror movies and how they're shaped based on the expectations of society and even have a lot of religious influence. And we all know that religion is a theme that's very prevalent in the horror genre, um, whether it be possession movies or, uh, you know, demon movies. It's a topic that also goes hand in hand. But the idea of staying pure and innocent and you won't be too preoccupied to realize that there is a giant mass killer in the room about to kill you before you're having sex or while you're having sex is not something that uh, we all have not seen in horror because it's been done time and time again. So, you know, the idea don't sin and you will keep your life is is obviously a theme that a lot of horror movies have have really incorporated. Now, I mean, even in religious horror, if someone's possessed, uh, they become uber sexual, right? Like they get possessed by a demon or they're starting to make advances toward the priests or whoever's around. It's like a free for all, basically. Um, but the idea is, is that like demon and, and sinning and all of these these terrible things make you lustful and make you sexual, right? The Hayes Code is something that I think that had a hand back in this back in the day. And if you haven't heard about the Hayes Code, it is definitely an interesting time of cinema. And I won't go into it too much. Uh, but like, they had like a basically a list of like things that you could do and things that you couldn't do when it comes to cinema. And the idea was to keep like the integrity of cinema and not to influence the minds of, you know, people who could be influenced like women and children and people that were uh, low income and, you you know, because obviously uh, those are the people who get influenced, right? <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but uh, the Hayes Code definitely had a hand in shaping horror and the, the entire genre. So maybe the slashers of the 70s and 80s are symbolic of that type of censorship that was that was the Hayes Code. Uh, and the 70s and 80s slashers uh, basically made the vicious murderer of the film the one who kills people who are enjoying in things and partaking in things, whether it be drugs or sex. So I think that the Hayes Code definitely had a, it, it definitely had its influence on shaping the horror genre, because basically after the Hayes Code was enacted in the 30s, a lot of people by the 50s were like, OK, we got to figure something out. We got to we got to like figure out ways to get around this haze code because it's getting to the point where it just wasn't allowing people to be themselves and and to to really honestly it was restricting art more so than like creating it and upholding it so and I think that a lot of the movies in the 60s and the 70s and 80s kind of were backlash because of the Hayes Code and the censorship that it enacted. So I think that that's a pretty interesting little topic. And like I said, if you've never heard of the Hayes Code, definitely look it up. It's it's definitely very interesting. And uh, I'm just happy in 2024 we are uh, a little bit more um, open than that. So 
But there's no denying that sex has always shaped horror as a genre, though. I mean, you've got BDSM-infused horror icons like Pinhead and Hellraiser, and the concept of STDs that follow you from It Follows, um, or, you know, just the uncomfortable nature of sex with the movie Teeth, where the actual act of sex itself causes the horrific trauma. So I think that when it comes to, to, to horror, we've got a lot of different interpretations of sex. Sex is basically what gets you killed or it determines if you're the final girl or the final boy in horror movies. Um, and in some cases, sex and sexual desire is what makes you the monster. It's like on one hand, if you're, you know, pure and you're the virgin and you're not partaking in sex, you're going to live. You're 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 making it to the end. But if you are the person who is like the sex crazed monster, you could be the serial killer, right? <laughs> it's like there's two sides to it, which are so interesting. But everything from the early transformations of the werewolf to the seduction of the vampire's bite, it's all metaphors for sex and sexual desires and how those very like carnal feelings and emotions can transform you or even make you animalistic. I mean, the horror genre uses every single emotion, right? And I think one of the most prevalent emotions is sexual desire. It, you know, you look at Psycho, you've got this sexual desire and like this this weird tension going on. And, you know, that just kind of evolved over the years. And it's still an evolving topic, which I think is very, very interesting to see how sex is depicted throughout the horror genre. And especially, you know, in the earlier years, like we take the 40s, the 50s, 60s, 70s, every different decade has like its own take on sex. You know, 70s was uber sexualized, right? You have almost like a almost like a porno NC-17 vibe with horror in the 70s. We get some awesome heroines that are in horror. We have Laurie Strode in, in Halloween. You've got Ellen Ripley. You start to have these really breakout, like strong female leads. And then by the, by the 80s and 90s, we have the 80s slasher flicks where they're basically like killing the teenagers who were having sex. The reason why little Jason drowned was because teenagers were having sex, right? It's like, it's like the ultimate, like, don't do this and you won't get in trouble type of thing, right? And then by the 90s, you have amazing slashers like Scream. But still, even in Scream, you have her losing her virginity and therefore like her final girl status is question, right? So I think it's very interesting to see how sex has evolved in horror over the decades. And I'm, I'm very interested to see where it goes in the future. I think that it's, it's, it's definitely something that's always evolving. And I mean, like humans, we're always evolving, right? We're always changing as a human species. And I think that's really great. So with that being said, I'm really excited to see where horror goes in the next couple decades. The horror genre is always tapping into the subject of sex, though. I mean, the idea of the werewolf transformation being like symbolic of sexual repression and the beast inside uh, says all you need to know, you know. Uh, so and don't get me started on the sexuality of vampires, because that could be like an entire that could be like an entire season worth of content, right? Like, because y'all know I I like love me some vampires. I'm, I'm a total fang banger. I'm uh, obsessed with anything vampire. True blood. You got it. I you put a vampire in front of me. I'm watching it. But the, the rules of horror are don't have sex, right? That's that's the underlying thing is like, don't don't go out and have sex. Don't have premarital sex. Sex in horror movies also plays on the feeling of being incredibly vulnerable too, though. So while you're nude or in the act of sex itself, it's a time where a human is very vulnerable. So, so horror also plays on that. I mean, the moment you see someone naked in the shower, right? Or you see someone undressed to have sex, you're like, okay, I know the, I know the killer is lurking. I know, I know, I know there's, it's about to be a slasher part, right? The moment a girl loses her virginity, you know that she's fair game for the killer. So it's like these these rules that have like existed uh, that you that kind of tell you what's going to happen. Right. 
I'd love to see more of a farewell to the trope of sexually active women getting killed in a slasher or, you know, the seeing the act of sex as a loss of innocence. Um, instead, I'd love to see more celebrating people's independence and owning their sexuality. I'd, I'd love to see the strong, independent female just owning herself, owning her sexuality. And I think that that is something that I'd like to see a lot more going forward in the genre. And speaking of that, I've seen a lot of back and forth about whether or not sex scenes should even be in movies or not. And there's people who say, well, yeah, but only if it's, you know, necessary to the movie's plot. But let's be real, sex happens and more adults in this world have probably had sex versus not. Um, a lot of people have probably experienced sex before marriage. And it's a basic human emotion and it's a huge foundation for society. And it's why we're all here today. <laughs> so it's not like this is something that's like so absurd. It's not like, you know, this is something that's such a foreign topic to everybody. Like, no, this is something we're all faced with as humans. So I think it's it's so funny that people are like, I don't know. Like I said, it's so funny that people are like, no sex scenes, but like, let's keep in these super graphic, violent parts because that's completely normal, right? <laughs> like, oh boy, it's a silly one. But yeah, I don't know. And to me, you know, as long as the actors and actresses are okay and consenting adults, who cares? Like sex is part of our nature. And rather than go back to the 30s with repressing that, you know, why not just embrace consensual sexual freedom? Uh, I just think it's it's such a strange, it's such a strange topic. And it's, it's so weird to me that it's so taboo to some people. But listen, everybody has different levels of modesty. And I totally get that. But that's also why we have the rating system, right? If you don't want to see a sex scene, it'll warn you prior to that. So you you can even go on does the dog die.com. And I'm pretty sure it tells you if there's like a sex scene or something. So, um, but they always say sex sells, right? But maybe it's because it's something that mostly everybody can relate to. I honestly, I, I grew up in, you know, and I'm an 80s baby. So I grew up with like badasses like Elvira and the uh, old school Vampira and, you know, Vampirella. So I, I love the idea of those characters really embracing like the hypersexual vixen role and just being the iconic queens that they are. I think that it's it's something that is I really wish there was more of it in in horror that there was like badass sexual icons, but I think that it's it's definitely something that there can be room for for growth, right? But personally, I'm here for it. I love, I absolutely love to see the rules of horror get redefined over time. Like I said, every decade, there's a new kind of like horror movie and there's like new uh, societal themes put into it. And I just honestly, I'm here for it. And I'm here for the evolution and, and growth within the horror genre. So I'm a fan of horror and sex. And I'm a fan of sexual scenes and movies because it's something that we can all relate to, right? Like I can relate, I can relate to a sex scene what I can't relate to is a serial killer like so I don't know <laughs> I don't know it's it is a crazy topic and I think that like there are a lot of like subliminal messages when it comes to sex and movies and it's it's all based on a lot of like religious and Puritan type of stuff. And while it, like I said, it's okay to be modest and it's okay to, you know, have different levels of comfort, but that's also why the rating system exists. And there's also ways that you can now Google things to see if there's a sex scene, if it makes you uncomfortable, or maybe just don't watch it. Sex and horror, though, I don't think that the, the topic and theme of sex is going anywhere within the horror community. Look at the movie X. It was completely about pornography and it was incorporating that into a a horror movie and I loved that I absolutely love that I mean I can't wait to see Maxine already like I I'm just so excited but 
like I said, sex sells. And as adults, I think we've all encountered a TV show or a movie that's had sex in it. But with that being said, <laughs> I did make a cute little list of the sexiest horror and sci-fi movies because even though like horror is known for sex, I think there's still a lot of good sci-fi movies out there that have like sexual themes. So I made a nice little horror. If you if you feel like watching something sexy and horny for Valentine's Day, I guess this is a, a go-to list. So Interview with a Vampire. And I remember my mom going to see it and she came back and the thing she said, she's like, they ate rats. And when I watched it, I was like, this is what she, this is the only thing she said is they ate rats. She didn't talk about any of the other stuff. Like that was what she came out with. Like what? <laughs> but that movie is extremely sexual. You've got, you've got like heartthrobs like Christian Slater, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Antonio Banderas, and you've got them dressed as vampires. Like, what more do you need in life? And Anne Rice is, she's a legend, RIP. She, the Vampire Chronicles, if you haven't read them and you're into vampires, I highly recommend them. They're all so good. It's it's an extremely sexual movie, and it's got definite sexual vibes throughout the entire movie. And it's definitely one that I think is extremely sexy. And I might have to go watch it after this because <laughs> it's so good. But that is definitely one of my favorite vampire movies. But I told you all, I am like, I am so in love with vampires that it's like most of my, actually most of my my things on this list are vampire movies. So I'm actually kind of embarrassed for myself, but it's okay. I'm going to embrace it. We're going to, we're going to go with it. <laughs> Let's go Queen of the Damned. If we're going to talk about the Vampire Chronicles, Queen of the Damned not only is, has Aaliyah in it, it has like the best soundtrack of any vampire movie. It is so good. I just, I loved Queen of the Damned. I, you know, you have these amazing outfits and the costume, the costume work is amazing in that movie. But, you know, you've got the the scene of the sex scene in it with Deftones. Like, what more can you need in a movie, right? <laughs> it's so good. But I love Queen of the Damned, so I had to add that one to my list. Obviously, I have to add um, Underworld to the list because Underworld is also a very, it also has a pretty good soundtrack actually now that I think about it but underworld you have vampires hot vampires running around and in like tight little outfits like add in the romance with a werewolf it, it is like it's like a twilight for adults it is my favorite um I love the underworld movies I literally have seen them a million times and in fact I liked the rise of the lichens movie just as much as underworld because Lucian the werewolf is just amazing rise of the lichens I loved it I loved getting that prequel and I just honestly, like, like I said, anything vampire I'm here for. Now, while I'm on my vampire kick, I gotta, I gotta shout out one that I watched when I was younger and I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I was like doing my list and I was like, oh my gosh, like what was this movie? And it was an eighties movie, I want to say, and it had Jim Carrey in it. And I think it was called Once Bitten. And the whole idea of the movie is that I don't remember. It was like, he was like a virgin and in order to like, I don't remember what, but like he had to be a virgin, right? So of course you have this, this idea and the theme of being a virgin. And then you have like the whole vampire aspect. So I think that that is one that I added to my list, but I'll have to go back through and watch it because it has been, it has been a tick since I've watched it. So I'll definitely have to go back through that. But I was like, I know that had like extremely sexual themes in it because I can still remember some of the scenes. <laughs> like I think that they actually in the end, I, well, I don't want to spoil it, but this was out in the eighties, so it shouldn't be a spoiler. But I think in the, in the movie, they have sex in like a casket to make him not be a virgin anymore so so the the plot was like you know 
But hey, uh, that one definitely I had to add to my list because I was like, I, I remember that one. And I remember it being like a like a very sexual uh, themed movie. Uh, but that was back in the day. So but speaking back in the day, uh, I know you all have heard me mention this movie a million times. And you're probably tired of me talking about it. But to me, one of my absolute top favorite movies um, when it comes to sexy, you know, horror is definitely going to be Bram Stoker's Dracula. Definitely hands down, no doubt about it. Everything in that movie down to the costuming. You have Lucy in her beautiful red dress, which I actually just got for a cosplay. So I'm super excited to do that. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to make my husband be a a werewolf in the background or not. But (laughs) That, 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 that'll be something that I tackle in a few months when it gets nicer out. But, you know, you've got Lucy basically having sex with, with Dracula in his werewolf form. You've got the brides of Dracula trying to seduce Jonathan Harker. You've got Gary Oldman and his pimp outfit for London, which, oh my gosh, the costuming on that was so amazing. I actually just got the book uh, that was printed out like in the 90s when that came out that has like all the details of the costuming. And I was so excited going through it. I was like, oh my gosh, if only I could sew so much better than I can, I would like recreate all of these outfits because they are so, oh, they're just so beautiful. Um, But, you know, Dracula, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula is is an incredible film and it definitely has a lot of sexuality in it and it is it is the whole art of seduction right it is down to the core it is a movie of romance and love and seduction and and horror and death and it is will always be my favorite movie of all time just because everything about that movie is literal art like (laughs) everything like oh it's so good um but yeah so i had to add i had to add bram stoker's dracula to the list because my word that movie is just perfection to me in every single way but as far as other movies i definitely added x to my list i talked about a little bit earlier um but x is x was a great movie and i really enjoyed it i i thought it was like a great horror film for this uh for this decade and i i think that i i look forward to maxine and i really like i don't know i really i really like those movies and i really liked pearl so i'm excited to see maxine and hopefully maybe add maxine to my list too next year (laughs) so maybe for next year's valentine's day special i'll have maxine on it now i've been talking about horror movies a lot but i have to add jennifer's body since we're talking about vampires right she's like a vampire demon right because holy cow, like Megan Fox as like a vampire demon, like, do you need, do I need to sell it any more than that? Right? I mean, that whole movie was, it's, it's just awesome. Uh, and then the faculty, I added the faculty my, to my list because obviously like you've got, what was her name? Famka Jensen in it as a teacher who's like kind of like timid. But then when she gets this parasite alien thing in her, she's like all hot and like confident. So like, and then you've got Josh, Hart- Josh Hartnett, who's a heartthrob, right? Like, uh, so it's just like, you've got this perfect cast at Elijah Wood. Oh gosh, Usher, Usher, speaking of like, Usher was in it. You've got such a good like, oh, God, I love that movie. Like the faculty hands down is one of my favorites. It's it's so good. And like I said, it's it's to me, it, it definitely belongs on the sexiest list of like horror because it's just it's just perfect. But around that time, too, I, I guess we should shout out Scream because like 
that movie right there had a lot of sexual undertones. And it's so funny because I, I saw a meme recently of the movie and I never caught on to this. But if you go back and watch it, when Billy like comes into the room with her, he was like, I was watching The Exorcist and it got me thinking about you. And then I was like, that is so funny. Like, I love how they slid that line in there. So I, I have to add Scream to my list because obviously that was a great movie from the 90s. And like the craft, I guess, could probably be added to this list too because it's got a lot of the same tones as Scream and it has uh, sexual scenes in it and it is a very sexual movie. Uh, so, I mean, the craft and the craft and Scream are two great ones. I, I love those movies. So I have talked about a lot of scary movies, but I have to add a sci-fi movie and Species is one that I think is probably to me, hands down, like the sexiest sci-fi movie. It is such a interesting movie. And you know, I just think if they're trying to do like disclosure of alien stuff, maybe just play Species all the time on t on cable television for people or put it on Netflix. Because like what better way than to get people on board with aliens than by the movie Species, right? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, you don't want to get killed by the alien after you have sex. But I think that one's so much fun. I, I love Species. Like, I really probably need to watch that one, too. Um, some of these movies I haven't seen in a while. So now I'm like going through my list and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I need to watch that movie again. Um, one I did watch recently that I really, really like that is to me is like a perfect combination of sex and horror with suitable flesh. I I really thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I thought it was so fun. So that one, I really enjoyed that one. So that one had to make my list because it is, uh, it's definitely a very sexual movie. And I think it perfectly is like the perfect embodiment of sex and horror uh, in the best way. And I guess while we're on kind of like a random movie kick, I guess that's kind of like the the questionable like horror or sci-fi stuff. I, I had to add the fifth element and I had to add Stargate to my list. <laughs> okay, I love Stargate. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen that movie a million times and I could watch that movie every single day. Not gonna lie. And I, I know it's not, well, it kind of could be horror in some aspects, I guess. Because you've got like aliens, you got people getting killed, you got crazy stuff going on uh but you've got james spader and kurt russell in it and you add in the theme of ancient egypt and aliens like are you kidding me of course it's going to make my list that movie to me when i was growing up was like everything i i loved it and i i had to add stargate to my list because obviously like it's so good. I feel like there's so many movies out there that could be Elvira could be one of the sexiest horror movies, clearly. Like, there are so many good sexy horror movies out there. And there's like a lot of campy movies out there, too. So I know I'm missing a million movies because there are so many great ones. So I guess if I'm missing one that you love, make sure to like leave a comment or let me know. So that next year when I do my Valentine's Day episode, I can be like, okay, I watched this movie and this movie's on it now too. And we can just kind of keep like a, a rolling list going of, of things that we add to it, right? But yeah, I, uh, I like I said, there's probably a lot of movies that I missed. So if I missed one of the sexy horror or sci-fi movies, definitely let me know in the comments. Uh, that way I can add them to my list. And uh, I'm really excited for 
the rest of the episodes this month. And I'm really excited for the cryptid episode next month. I'm very, very excited for that. I'm also very excited to get the ball rolling on more Gettysburg haunting stuff because I am so excited because Gettysburg is such a crazy uh, haunted place because of everything that's happened there. And it's such an important place for the United States. So um, it's an honor to be able to be involved in that project and to see Gabe Braxton's uh, ideas and movie come to life. So we're super excited on that. And I'm super excited for uh, everyone to see it and hear more about it. So uh, we'll definitely have more uh, trailers and stuff coming up soon. And I'm very excited for that. But yeah, so that's today's episode. I, you know, I've been rambling about sex and horror, and I hope y'all didn't mind it. And uh, I hope that uh, no matter where you are in the world, I hope that, you know, you've got uh, some good food in your belly and uh, you're having a great day. And uh, like I said, if I missed one of the good scary movies that's a sexy horror movie or a sexy sci-fi movie, uh, definitely let me know. Because, you know, I I think that Species is the only one of the sci-fi movies that I could really think of that was kind of like a sci-fi sexy movie. I, I, I think Splice is also one that would probably qualify for it too, because I think that's another alien movie. Like I said, if they, if the government wants alien disclosure, just play these movies, just play these, play these like um, humans mixing with alien movies. And I think that's fine. I mean, look at Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, a lot of kids in the eighties grew up with Harry and the Hendersons and now we're all like obsessed with Bigfoot, right? Like if we saw Bigfoot, we'd be like, Oh, come hang out with us. Right kind of that concept with aliens. I personally like the idea of aliens. I'm a mass effect girl. So, you know, my love interests were Thane and I mean, (laughs) Garrus. So I am a big fan of, of aliens and humans mixing, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my, that's my Valentine's day episode. And I hope, I hope you all didn't mind my rambling. (laughs) And hey, if you have any stories that you'd like to share for a future episode of Campfire Tales, I try to do them like once every like couple like like month and a half or so. But basically, if you have a story that's like a creepy encounter or a paranormal activity or a cryptid type of experience or even UFOs or just something weird that happened to you, uh, make sure to go to campcryptedpod.com. There's a little contact section where you can let me know your story. And then if I read it on an future episode of Campfire Tales. I'll get so excited. Uh, So yeah, there's that. And then uh, I also make sure to post like little supplemental stuff from all of the episodes on Reddit. We have a cute little Reddit thread where you can post brand new trailers, or if you made like a cute little cryptid drawing, you can post it there. Uh, It's basically just open for anything that's like weird and out of this world. So uh, feel free to check that out too. Also, if y'all are liking what you're hearing and you don't mind listening to me, uh, make sure to go leave me a review on Apple or um, oh Spotify. That's what it is. And uh, just let me know how you're liking the show. And if there's other themes that you'd like to see me you know, talk about, make sure to drop me a line. I love seeing your comments on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. It makes my day when I see them. So thank you all so much for the love and the support. I feel very, I feel very happy to have such an amazing group of people around me um, in this cute little cryptid community that we've created. But yeah, other than that, hey, you're all my Valentines. <laughs> We're all going to be Valentines together, okay, you little cute cryptids. And, uh, you know, I hope that your month is going great. And uh, I hope you're, you're doing great. And uh, until next time, take care. <laughs>